hard, man. Yeah. I tell you, I'm going to... I actually have to, which sucks. But you have to vote well, a lot. I mean, well, because if uh, there's like some chud running against Tiffany Caban, I feel like I don't want a chud oh. representing me. Right. Yeah, that's the district attorney. Uh, no, it's the city council. Oh, city council. She got, she got fucked on the district attorney. Oh, she she, won, she basically... She lost by like 40 she, votes She lost or something. by like 40 votes to right. like Joe Crowley's fucking cousin. Oh, shit. The Crowley's. It was very shady. Does Tiffany Caban have a chance of going down? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, it's the thing where like how reliable is the polling for city council primaries right. in fucking Western not, Queens? Like, I don't... Not a lot of resources going yeah, into that. Yeah. And like she gets, she catches a lot of fucking heat. All right. The neighborhood from some of the older psychos. Makes you know? sense. Yeah. I mean, it's this very funny thing in the neighborhood where there's like, was it our state, our city council member, our state, New York uh, state, assembly. assembly, our assembly member, uh, and one of the person that represents us is a, are all socialists. Okay. Which is like the most, uh, the, the highest density of socialists representing one place since like wow. Milwaukee in the wow. 30s. It's probably like a, a half million people too. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know if it's that many. I think Astoria is like, I mean, this is like, you know, 50, 60,000 people, I think. But. Oh, just Astoria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, I know I know. it's voting season when I start I, to get all sorts of texts. I was looking at the mailer. Right here. Text from the union telling me oh, yeah. who supports the working class. Right. Some of them are Republicans, right? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, many of them are. Great. <laughs> it's like, you know, if I'm going to vote, which I'm not because I don't, yeah, no, I don't no, even no. think I'm registered, but if I were to vote, yeah. I think just voting with whoever my union tells me to is probably like the, in my best material interest, as long as it's just Democrats or Republicans, right? Yeah, because Repu- there's all those Republicans that love unions and are always helping out unions. In Staten Island, there. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's true. Because <laughs> that's the thing is that they'll have you vote for the Republican who has a chance of winning, who will be better for the workers, right? Not for the workers, for like the very narrow craft interests. Oh, okay. very, <laughs> I was joking when I said for the workers. Okay. Like you always have to assume when they tell us to vote for somebody that uh, they like got some deal off of them. Yeah. You know, maybe some development project yeah. that's going to go union instead of non-union. And like... You know, there's much worse things to vote for than that. I, for <laughs> you know, sure. Like, at least uh, plausibly, I'm going to maybe get something from it. Yeah. You know? But. How top down is your union? Is it like really. Really top yeah. down, yeah. I shan't be voting. Oh, Andy, really? I, I don't, am shocked. I don't think there is anything like close in this yeah, district. I think so. you'll be fine. I don't think so either. I would have known if there was. I like also shan't be looking into it to see if that's true or not. Well, you could look at the news. What? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. The, yeah, well, gonna, it is tomorrow. I shan't be looking at the news tomorrow. We're going to go on twitch.tv slash the Antifada. We're going to do a state assembly, <laughs> New York State <laughs> Assembly live yeah. stream. I gotta, yeah, and we'll bring you back on, Maddie. And we'll yeah, okay, all, good. We'll I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm put in a very annoying position where I have to like go make sure Republicans don't get into office anywhere in New York State mm. so my health care is not uh, demolished immediately and completely. What's that all about? Oh, you know, oh, have you heard about uh, trans people? Of course, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, what Republicans are doing. Oh, they're, they're trying to pass I something mean, fucking, in Albany I mean, against... No, there's not anything right now in Albany, but the yeah. second a, a Republican governor gets in there, we're fucked. Right, okay. Like, yeah. it's we are currently a state that everything is, like, one of the least annoying states to be a trans person in, in this country, but it's uh, the, the margins are thin. Yeah. They're not doing anything that helps currently. Yeah, you know? I hear that. It's cool. It's a great situation to be well, in. Well, so... 
when next year comes and people are telling me who to vote for, mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to you first yeah. and then my union second. <laughs> Prioritize. Yeah. Uh, same. So uh, we're here with <laughs> Matt Lucchini. I also don't give a shit about voting, really. But you know, <laughs> we put you on the spot. I know. Yeah. I voted before. I, I would yeah. vote again. I just I, uh, I did not know I was supposed to vote tomorrow. It's primaries, and I, I think. don't think it's. Anyway, yep. we're here with Maya Lubchansky. <laughs> we are talking about their new comic book, which is called Boys Weekends. It's awesome. It's excellent. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing it with us and with yeah. the world. Is it Thank out you. already? It's been out for like three weeks tomorrow. Well, it's really, really good. So Thank we're going to be much. plugging the hell out oh, of that yeah. thing. When Andy, like a few weeks ago, was like, oh, I think I'm having, I'm thinking about having on this graphic novelist, Maddie Lubchansky. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, Maddie, yeah, like me and my partner, we hang out with them all the time. Yeah. We like always go to the movies yeah, yeah. and we go to the zoo. The we zoo the is zoo. fun. We Couple do communist zoo day. Years. Communist zoo day rules. We got big sandwiches. Just get a bunch of left comms and some big Italian sandwiches down I at Arthur I shan't be Avenue. going to the zoo. Are you anti-zoo? Anti I'm, I'm not going to go to the animal prison or oh. the fish prison. Really, um, dude? You really care zoo? about the emotions of fish, though? Yeah, I do. They... They do have feelings, unlike what Kurt Cobain says. Um, but we don't have to talk about that. Let's talk about <laughs> Boys Maybe Weekend. And everyone knows your work, but what would you say is like the most viral or iconic thing that you've done that probably all of our listeners know? Oh, Jesus. You're really putting me on the spot here. Um, in the last couple of years? Ever. Um, ever? Ever. God. I actually... Uh, there's oh, a comic that always goes around every time a, a famous, and, uh, a famous uh, monster dies. Of some sort. There's an old uh, comic strip of mine about someone called the Bone Farmer dying. The Bone Farmer. The Bone Farmer. The bone farmer. And it goes around every time fucking, you know, John McCain dies or whatever. So you have made a meme. I made, I hate, I hate the calling a comic a meme. It drives me fucking up the wall. But if it's being so. used as a meme, though, it has become a meme. I'm, I'm very old and I've been on the internet since yeah, me like too. Uh, 1995. And a meme is a very specific thing to me. Mm. And I don't. But a comic can become memed. A comic can become like Pepe, for intend. example. I, nobody, like, like Pepe, but that's just a character from a comic. There's not like a panel of Pepe. Nobody here is trying to say that you intentionally meme things into existence, okay? Mm -hmm. We know that it was taken from you as Pepe was. You I now know. have your own. Format theory. Yeah. Uh, there is a comic uh -huh. of Pepe, there is. which is We're called saying, Boys Club. Yeah. But, but this is not... We're not talking about Boys Club. <laughs> and we hope that your comic does not befall the same fate. Or, do, or would it be good I to mean, have your characters turn into uh, an icon of... I mean, Matt Fury got a movie made about him. Okay. You know? That's what like I was going to They ask. made a documentary about me, and the ACLU was like, I'll help you sue the nebulous idea of Baked a Nazi. Alaska. <laughs> Baked Alaska. Yeah. Or whatever. whatever happened to that fucking guy? Seems like a uh, million He turned years state's ago. evidence after J6. Did he really? Yeah. What a fucking coward. Wow. <laughs> good for her. Yeah, yeah. That's it's nice. important to keep the grift going. Yeah, you one know, way or the other. Like the Heritage Foundation money dries up, you go, you know. Well, this is the thing. One. If you get Brian Furried or whatever his name is, Matthew, Matt Furied, Matt Furied mm -hmm. um, you might lose that particular character that you created, but you can live on forever that's in, true. in infamy. Mm -hmm. And maybe turn state's evidence yourself someday. I mean, I, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> Everybody's. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's good that we're talking a bit about the future because this is a sci-fi comic. It takes place, what, in like 2030 or something, something like that? I, I forget now because the, it's been The not-too-distant so future. Like not-too-distant yeah. future. Feels pretty relevant, unfortunately. And yeah, it is filled with many lathes of heaven. 
um, <laughs> uh, some of them have already become true in the time that it took you to publish. Yeah, that but, is kind of crazy. For, for the thing with the submarine. Yeah, we got to we got to address the submarine because yeah. the submarine has like pride of place in your book and uh yeah. submarine shit just happened in the world if anybody, you know, Andy doesn't read the news, but if oh, yeah. you're not <laughs> under a rock, I shan't be learning about the submarine. <laughs> you don't know about the submarine <laughs> no, at all? Okay. I, I don't know. Many tweets about it. Okay. I thought deeply about the significance of it. Did you really? Deeply. Did like you have a, deep? Like much like a submarine uh, yeah. of the mind. Well, Did- I, I think it's incredible that just the same thing happened 100 years so, you know, these oh, assholes yeah. just did the exact same stupid thing. Same and I thing. hope in a hundred years, Somebody they'll be doing else? it again. They'll yeah. be looking for the implosion remains. Well, yeah, they're, they're going <laughs> to... they tours to go see the implosion <laughs> remains. Yeah, they're going to call the, the ship the tit because the, the titan, titan was titan. two letters mm-hmm. removed from Titanic. Uh-huh. And so they're going to make something called the tit. Yeah, I like that. And they're going to go in 100 years and try to find the titan and also die. Uh, well, that sounds good. I have a, a counter theory to that, which is I think it's going to be less than 100 years. Because we are accelerating. Mm. Okay. It's like that law of computing, you know, where I think it's faster by like half constantly. Uh-huh. Moore's law. So Moore's 2027. So like very soon, yeah. we're going to get some people down there, I think. Because things l- are getting stupider at like an astoundingly fast rate. I'd love to see it. I would love to be around for that. I I'd hope l- it's not 100 years because I'd like to see all the big announcements next time. We're like, billionaire created new impermeable substance that's going to keep them alive this time. And then uh, yeah. boom. Well, it's like, well, the first one is a boat. This one's a submarine. Oh. We, we need a third vehicle to enter the fray. Spacecraft. Oh, yeah. A spacecraft. Something like the Abyss. Mm-hmm. Maybe we meet the we aliens from a... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Starting in China. We start- <laughs> Once we discover hollow Earth. <laughs> Once we discover hollow Earth and flat Earth, it'll be easy because we'll go to the other side of the disk yeah. and just work our way up. Wait. Are a those- very narrow hollow earth. Yeah, the flat earth. Very narrow. But are those compatible hollow. ideas? The hollow earth and the flat earth? I think it just has to be a very narrow. It's like, like the floor cavern. in the John Malkovich movie. It's like half a floor tall. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like yeah, a crawl yeah. space down there. Yeah. I, I love that idea. All the lizard people are walking around sort of like hunched over. But your comic denies. <laughs> Andy keeps uh, trying to pull earth. us back. I was going <laughs> to talk about some shit I saw on the internet the other day where some guy was convinced that uh, there's in the hollow earth, there's a giant war going on right now that's just like the Ukraine-Russia war, <laughs> right. but it's happening among, I guess, presumably the Morlocks down there because he says that when he wakes up in the morning, he can hear swords clanging and clashing. <laughs> oh so, God. he knows in the in the underground. They're still there. working with swords down there. Apparently, I guess That's lack cool. of sunlight. There. <laughs> Can we get this guy on the show? I need to learn more about uh, this. I'll look him up. Wars. I think he's also an anti-Semite. I mean, no I don't way. know that. Of course he is. If you believe what? in Hollow Earth, you're an anti-Semite. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's be it's the whole Because then you're on reptilians, then you're, yeah. God, and then you're David Icky's pilled yeah. or yeah. whatever. It does negate Jewish cosmology, which is, of course, the infinite universe. That's why they're mm-hmm. anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about your comic, <laughs> uh, Boys Weekends. What's the comic about, and how do we? How does the submarine factor into it? Sure, the graphic novel. Yeah, so uh, it's about. Uh, it follows uh, our protagonist, uh, Sammy, who's like a trans feminine person who's been out for a little over a year. They get asked to be their old college best friend's best man and go to their. Uh, bachelor party on sort of like a libertarian seasteading El Campo El Campo like it's is what it's called it's like Las Vegas but uh, if it was you know uh, on an oil rig basically Peter Thiel style Peter Thiel style uh, Las Vegas um, and they get there and uh, things are really bad everyone there is a, a nightmare asshole to deal with and then people start dying mm. 
Um, the submarine factors in because I all over the book are these sort of like amusements. I was trying to imagine like what would actually be going on if like you gave if like seasteading actually worked out and mm. people it didn't just cause people to die. Uh, mm. If you actually got the island up and running, what would what would be there? Like what's a no holds barred international waters thing? And it's mostly things that get people killed. Um, minefields, minefields. Like you can pay to you run can, through a minefield. Yeah, you can run through a minefield. You can like you know f- you can shoot lasers at the moon to etch your name into it. There's an ad for you can eat the pepper that kills you. Yeah, you can, uh, as it turns out, uh, kill your own clone. Yeah, you can and, uh, go do a most dangerous game with your own clone. You could eat human meat. You know all sorts of nasty stuff. Uh, lab but, grown though. Yeah, this lab grown human meat mm. uh, by Long Pig. Um, <laughs> No vowels. I, uh, but, you know, uh, one of the amusements is they go to something called the party sub, which is a submarine party bus, basically, that goes down to the bottom of the ocean, visits some, like, uh, spooky ruins. Um, and the submarine has two buttons, which turns out is a thing you can actually do. Uh, you can have a submarine with one button. Is that right? Yeah, they had one button on the Ocean Gate submarine. Oh, was, down, down and up? Yeah, there's the <laughs> button that you hit that says Titanic. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. I and know they, they had a controller, and they, people were clowning on them for having, like, a non-official Xbox controller or something like that. Yeah, it was like, like a that. Logitech <laughs> Mad Cats controller. But I met someone at a party this weekend who believed that it's the same controller they use for all the drones. That's actually true. Uh-huh. I really? saw some photos of, like, some reporter was like, yeah, I was on a, what's it called? A, like a destroyer ship and like an, like an Air Force or Navy, I don't know, a battleship of some sort. And like the drone pilots were all yeah. using like actual Xbox controllers to pilot the drones. <laughs> That's, have you seen, they showed footage of, uh, I think it was a Ukrainian drone pilot. And they're just like sitting on a staircase in their apartment building wearing VR Sick. headphones. And they're just sitting there. And then it's like, you see him kill somebody and they're like, Yes. And then, like, that's what their day is like. They just sit there on the stairs, like, that's by themselves brutal. with yeah. a little controller. Imagine what they're they doing in the hollow earth. around. Oh, on the hollow sitting on the air, Sitting on the stairs of their up- apartment that's upside down uh, with if, a VR helmet hitting guys with a sword. It, well, if they don't have, like, weapons, if they're still using swords, <laughs> that presumes that their drones are, like, one of those Leonardo da Vinci ones, like the screw thing. But they don't even have to fly that high because the hollow it's earth is so, very thin. It's, very thin. it's a very thin... <laughs> Hollow space in there. Yeah. yeah, but the submarine thing became very prescient, I guess, uh, kind of by accident. But it was it was funny because it was like the one thing in the book that doesn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Like in the background, people are just constantly dying. There's like people trying to use jetpacks that explode. It kind of does help uh, bring forth an ancient evil. Uh, yes. But I don't know how close we're going to be to spoiling I mean, anything. Yeah, it's all right. We already talked yeah. about the clones. Yeah. I really <laughs> like the ancient evil and I like the cult thing. Yeah. It's all very, very relevant. And it's just funny. in general, the uh, the character goes to this bachelor party on a you know an evil island is kind of like if Musk, Teal, and Barry Weiss designed a Las Vegas <laughs> a Las Vegas in tribute to Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Oh, it's, it's a very evil island filled with evil amusements. It, I mean, what's so horrifying about it is like it's normal to them. Like they've yeah. come to accept all the horrible things in the seasaid world, and some of them really like it. Some of them don't, but prefer to do other things. But uh, it kind of, you know, like a lot of dystopian sci-fi, it makes you wonder, like, what awful things have we come to mm, accept? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned uh, The Lathe of Heaven, because I was actually thinking a lot about The Dispossessed when I wrote this book. Yeah. Um, because Classic. I was thinking about The Dispossessed a lot when I went to Las Vegas for the first time as an adult, which is this whole thing, um, 
which like if you haven't read it, you guys have read it. Yeah. 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 But if you haven't read it, it's, it's about, been like a while. A, it's about an anarchist seeing capitalism for the first time, basically. Mm. But, it, and it's written in this way. That's very like, if you describe capitalism, if, if as a character that's never experienced it ever, it is very much like, God damn, I can't believe you live like this. <laughs> like, um, and I got this, this feeling the first time I went to Vegas as an adult, sort of like, I've never experienced capitalism before. Yeah. I've never been to America before. Yeah. Like this is overwhelming on every conceivable level. And I was trying to sort of relate that, uh, that feeling that I was getting in a way that was just a little more absurd and funny yeah, and not it, uh, so disturbing. It, it hits though. It, it hits strong. And like uh, you say, it's in the near future, like 2030. I mean, this is all shit that I can imagine in seven years we could potentially have. Like, remember when seasteading was a really big deal? Oh, yeah. Like, 10 years ago or so? Like, I guess they, they kind of figured out it couldn't work, or at least well, up until they now. They are. I, I think this is something that we maybe we'll talk about in the bonus, but this idea of making, like, city-states, like, out of nothing, yeah. uh, there's still a lot of ground for investment, which is what these things are really about. Yeah. Yeah. It's about getting Peter Thiel's money, and right. people like him. It doesn't matter if it's going to work or not. Win Peter but Thiel's But I did hear on a recent Trash Future that there are... Too, yeah. There are seasteads that are sort of being built, and they don't make any sense. But like, the point of these things obviously is not m- meant to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a floating pod, uh-huh. and all the pods are near each other but not connected, and like a robot. This is Miami, right? Shit. Yeah, I think so. But it was just like it was some startup that was clearly just going to get either not work at all, um, fail completely, and never get built, or or best case scenario gets a bunch of a bunch of people killed but someone or several people get to live off like a million dollar a year salary for exactly, the four or five right. years in between when they get invested <laughs> in and it ultimately fails it's really separate pods like individual pods I believe so. so it's like all the benefits of like a society but without any of them at all it's mm-hmm. like if you're going to go down into the bottom of the ocean you're going to have to like stick together in order to survive what this experiment presumes is like you don't. You're just like I mean, an individual monad li- just floating libertarian, around. That's libertarianism, right. yeah, it's, baby, it's, isn't it? Like it's very American. I've been so long obsessed with seasteading because it is this yeah. like absolute apotheosis of that sort of uh, ideology that says we don't need each other. Yeah, you know. Um, and I've always, I there was like lots of ideas that I had that ended up being this book that were very libertarian heavy. Mm. Until I realized that you can't really make that stuff the focus of the book because who gives a shit what happens to those psychos? <laughs> True. But like, you yeah. know, I, the original idea I had, I don't know, 10 years ago was basically like an unofficial sequel to Atlas Shrugged with oh. like Seasteaders. That was sort of like, you know, because at the end of Atlas Shrugged, all the billionaires fuck off to... Galt's Gulch. Galt's Gulch. Galt's Gulch. 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 And it's like when you get to Galt's Gulch, like who's making dinner? The, like there's a perpetual motion machine that they invent. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's how the book, that's like all the rich people go on strike and they go to a desert where they have a perpetual motion machine Good. that does everything for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> it's one like easy if, trick to getting rid of the working class. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> a machine like, that literally cannot exist. Yeah. Like uh, the, you can get, it's like, it's like capitalist communism. You yeah. know, at that point. Fully automated time. luxury capitalism. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but, but, it, but there is a Galt's Island in the and book implied in the book so yes. maybe this will be the sequel okay so that was yeah galt island was what i was calling the great pacific trash patch and that that old book idea i had uh that ended in a workers revolt from the least rich billionaires that went <laughs> nice yeah. the single billionaires versus the double billionaires exactly yeah. nice i mean that's about like the state of uh, world bourgeois politics right now right? It's <laughs> oh, like yeah. do you want to vote for the people that represent 
the billionaires or the sesquibillionaires? You know? The working class, the work, only billionaires. The lumpen billionaires, <laughs> yeah. So we could talk about Praxis, which is one of these like neo-seasteading kind of ideas, which is very funny. Or should we talk about it on the bonus? We talk about we just talk about it now. Yeah, just talk we'll, about we'll it. We'll find something else to talk about yeah. on the bonus. So either of you heard of this? I've never heard. I've heard of yeah. Praxis before as a good dialectical materialist. Uh, I know what Praxis is. Tell me all I about this. I think this is not a reference to the combination of practice and theory. Okay. Uh, it is a, I think... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a reference to our friend Simone Norman's skit from like five years ago. Really? Like that short Praxis. Praxis. Oh, Um, okay. I think that this is a spite city uh, made by like one of Peter Thiel's henchmen. And their plan is to make a city state in the Mediterranean somewhere. Mm, Sounds nice. Bold choice going into the Mediterranean. And let me just read you the, it's a a pretty simple plan. There's five steps. I'll I'll just read it to you. Step one. Expand the community. We've built a community of exceptional people (laughs) to found and move to a new city. Sure. Members Mm -hmm. gather in places such as New York, London, and San Francisco to guide the development of the city. So already sounding like a Ponzi scheme. Like Uh you have to meet up in New York, give us some money, and now you're part of the community. I didn't even get that's coming next. Okay, sorry. I'll meet you at the seaport. Spoiled. Uh, So (laughs) our progress. Thousands of community members and our first group of residents. Uh, Step two. Raise financing based on there community demands. Community Members demand. secure their spot in the city by signing a commitment to move and making a deposit. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Sign CTM show investors proof like the, of real estate demands. This is like the, the guy who was collecting money to build the wall. Remember oh, yeah. the last time Trump like, ran? It was, like and, a, it was like a Kickstarter for yeah. the wall, right? And he or got like millions me. of dollars and just disappeared. That's um, a good grift. And then the progress on step two, capital raised from our community and partners such as Paradigm and Bedrock. Oh, Paradigm. I love their work. That step- sounds, <laughs> sounds evil. Yeah. Paradigm and Stepcore. I haven't looked too much into their funding, but I, I did hear something about how Teal is funding it. And there's like a clear directive that there should be nothing like overtly political about the project. Mm. Like they, they shouldn't say... We're libertarians, but that'll become clear. They called it praxis a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's not a you know a Gramscian project. (laughs) Our our project to build Dime Square Two in the Aegean Sea. (laughs) Oh God, (laughs) that's what this is. Oh no, it's it's going to be University of Texas at Austin at at praxis. (laughs) Just Barry Weiss, Barry Weiss, like the Napoleon uniform (laughs) (laughs) at the front of a fleet. Oh that is, so step one, expand the community. That's what they're doing right now. They had a, a, a week of parties in the mm. Dime Square area where their office is. <laughs> oh, so it's like fire with, I can't believe I, With like I the Dime Square joking. micro celebrities. And they've managed to mix fire <laughs> festival. And fuck. Yep. <laughs> and so I'll just, I'll run through the rest of the steps. Step three, partner with a host government. Our progress currently engaging in working groups with several governments. I'm my, my just, friend, Victor Orban, is on the phone right now. Can I just suggest for you, Praxis folks, uh, Malta. All right, you're going to want to go Malta. If there's any I'm, I'm getting bags, the heavy Malta vibes. Yeah, from there is a fascist Malta. president in Italy. That could be a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in Greece. Maybe they could take like one of those nice like Capri or Iski or something like that. I don't think they have that much They're not going to get Capri. <laughs> They're going to get something really shitty. Yeah, total shit. Like, uh, what's that one? Uh, Sealand? Is, like, it was a, um, Sealand was that's an oil, a real sea step. That was, a, that was, a an, oil, that was an oil rig yeah. in the 90s, I want to no, say. No, I thought it was a... 
uh, anti-aircraft gun battery from the Second World War. That's also It's possible. off the coast of England, right? Yeah, We're talking yeah. about the same one. And I some so. chucklehead, it was like decommissioned, some chucklehead in the 60s was like, I'm, t- I'm making my own land now because yeah. it's in international waters. I remember them having a bitchin' flag, if memory yeah, serves. Hell yeah. I think um, it had like a sea monster on it. Look, which- yeah. The, the idea of getting to choose your own flag yes. is a huge part of why you'd want to start your own island. I, I, if honest. I'm starting my own country, there's a lot of, you can really get a good flag going, and that's very appealing to me. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, uh, monsters on there. You get mottos. You can oh, have. Yeah. You can make your own mottos like "E pluribus unum." Like oh. <laughs> We're going more like uh, I don't know. Help me, guys! I need a motto for Sean. <laughs> That's Lennon. what it says on there. Yeah. Help me, help me, guys! Help me, help me! <laughs> it's just you shrug. A little help. <laughs> you can have like your own line bird. <laughs> you can have your own like mammal. Like this is our official mammal at oh, my yeah. at my sea island or whatever. It could be capybaras. Everyone loves a capybara. That's a good yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe put the capy on the flag. If this yeah. was capybara city, I would join it. All right. So um, yeah. So and then that's the, this is step one. It's gathering community. <laughs> yeah. The you know, next, we're doing the work right now. <laughs> next thing we're going to need, Andy, is a small deposit to get Capybara <laughs> land off the ground. All right. So step three Patreon is partner with the host government. What do you think step four is? All right. So you've partnered with a government. Um, Designed. A all, the, all the Dime Square Zoomers have signed up. They've, yeah. they've put in their parents' money to, to go and move there. Yeah. They've committed to move. I'm collecting arms. The host I'm government. I'm pulling together yeah. deadly weapons because I know that immediately when I set foot on the little island that uh, Malta yeah. gave me, that people are going to come try to take my shit. That's yeah. what happens when you become a state. So I'm yeah. buying like cannons and shit. I You're think, thinking too hard. About I think it. they're designing it then at that point. Maybe they're, they're putting pontoons under the Metrograph and they're <laughs> sailing it across the Atlantic. You know, there's no... I don't see Hiring anything an about architect? designing the city. Not, oh, that's no. not a concern to them. That's not a concern. <laughs> we'll let the chips fall where they may on that one. Yeah, we'll step, hire, step like, a four is simply city planners. Yeah. Ugh. I, I don't want a 15-minute city. Oh, here it is. <laughs> You're the most fascist thing you can have. Design is part of step four. Step oh, four is, is build that city. Build that city. And Hell part yeah. of that is engage world-class partners to design and develop the core infrastructure of the city. Oh, They're going to get the guys who like design Neom to do it. They're going to get David oh, It's going to be yeah. It's going to yeah. be like that Calatravas dude, but like the oh. guy who tried to apprentice for Calatravas and failed. It's going to look like uh, like holy hell. It's going to be nasty, man. Uh, and yeah, then step five is everyone gets to move to the beautiful city that we haven't thought about what it's going to be yet. It's just uh, they've agreed to go there and now Who's they have in charge to. of building it? Yeah. Who's in charge of design? What's the leadership structure? Have they considered uh, some political structures at all? Or they're just, it's like a company. No, there's no politics no. here. No politics. None. Okay. I mean, maybe they have like some, you know, dark documents that only the top people get to see. But as far as I can tell, it's just like two or three people who run this and they're just... They're just Riffin. grinding away trying to get tons of money uh, for this scheme. They and probably will. It'll never get off the ground. I don't they... think anyone takes it seriously. I think the best they can hope for is people get mad at it and call it fascist. But See, it's a real shame because um, imagine you know, if Twitter was around in 1912 how mm. the Titanic going down would have felt, you know, to just throw your tweets out there in the ether like, oh, I'm Isor Stein. I own Macy's department store. Me and my wife, no way we're ever going to die. I don't know. You yeah. Know, something like that. 
Um, oh no! Then, I found I found there is a more fleshed out vision of the city. Oh, thank God! Uh, what's what what's the architecture style like? I'm just we need really to see a picture yeah. of this shit. Visions of Praxis, building the vital city. <laughs> that sounds like a, a Maoist group. Sounds like a Maoist study. It's group. written by someone named. <laughs> it's written by someone named Soul Bra B R A H. Soul Bra. Soul Bra. Uh, I'm guessing this is a Burning Man. He plays trumpet uh, in Visions of Praxis. <laughs> <laughs> Visions of Praxis, opening for Tower of Power. <laughs> Soul Bra. Is that the guy's name? Soul Bra. That, that's the person's name. That's a great There's fucking no pronouns name. mentioned oh. in the bio. The, I'm sorry this... for misgendering Soul Bra. <laughs> yeah. So I, I also was thinking Soul Bra. I'm thinking uh, this person spends a lot of time at Tulum. <laughs> I think so too. Right, it's it's that sort of. Oh, uh, they, it does say it should be walkable. Well, that's uh oh. So oh, it, it's going to get called fascist by the wrong people. <laughs> uh, it's going to get called fascist by like weird weird people who uh, have surgically <clears throat> implanted themselves inside of a car. Yeah, who have uh, Greek statues as their avatars. They're going to yeah. tear that shit apart, man. Oh, and there's going to be organic foods. Oh, oh. well, that's nice. Who's going to grow up it? Will Not be banned. Them. Well, well, round round up. You're not growing anything on this fucking (laughs) island. Let's be honest here. You are. This is not a self-sustaining landmass. Also, isn't climate change like wreaking absolute fucking havoc on the Mediterranean right now? Didn't a bunch of crops just fail there? Is it like a massive drought in Spain and Greece? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, Yeah, like like, what's going to happen when you when you build. Dime Square 2 on Capri. Don't worry about that. I'm okay, I'm not worried about it. the movie Waterworld. <laughs> it's going to be all something like that. Here's something about architecture. Five, buildings should be beautiful. Okay. Organic architecture oh, seeks superior sense of use and a finer sense of comfort expressed in organic simplicity. This is Columns. more fascist right. than anything Columns. Else. They want columns. Limiting yeah. high-rise buildings means that natural light flows through society more and minimizes the claustrophobic effect of big cities. Util- utilizing sunlight at every opportunity, skylights to reduce the need for artificial light High ceilings raise the speed. This is not. That's all a, the parks that's not are architecture. All These the parks people, are just going to look like the one that Mussolini built for his dead homie. So, just on, yeah. in practical terms, you've got a small little spit of land somewhere. You're going to build your civilization on, and you're going to what? Do like three over ones or something like that. You know, you're not even going to build skyscrapers. If I'm moving to the dystopian libertarian place, I want it to look like Singapore at least. If yeah. not like no, Shenzhen or no, they something. want to build like they want to build like every building looks like the typewriter in Rome. You know, they want that. Uh, they want the what is it, the Emmanuel Vittori two stand like yeah, the big sure. fascist looking thing. They just want that everywhere. I feel like there are things that imply that in this that got taken out because it's so bland. <laughs> it's not written by AI, but it's like it's mm. so bland. But this is an interesting I'm one. I'm shocked AI is not AI has not been brought up in this. Like AI is oh, gonna yeah. determine what we do as a government. <laughs> If well, they want investor money, you well, know. Check, they actually they might they sound a little bit luddite because check this out. Oh, hey, right. non-native right. electromagnetic frequencies. These insidious and invisible electronic it's, radiation sources oh, affect wow, our cells in perceptible cr- and imperceptible ways. They're cranks. Minimize 4G towers. Whoa, Whoa they're not even... Maximize 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're 5G truth. That might just be a typo. <laughs> I would think 4G is so. fine. 4G, we're good with it. Yeah. Utilize anti-EMF material for buildings. <laughs> Ethernet over Wi-Fi, excuse me? Whoa. I mean, okay, like a hardwired connection is faster. Yeah, that's true. And these guys gotta log on. I'm getting real these are very logged on guys my phone is gonna have to be plugged in at all times yeah, yeah it's good there's gonna be long cords everywhere 
<laughs> Everyone's going to trail behind a spool. <laughs> Part of the reason you feel so much better in nature is because there is much less electromagnetic radiation. No, absolutely Something to not. consider. When was the last time you didn't have cell service outdoors? Uh, uh, pretty recently. A couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, fucking yesterday, I was at Washington Square Park and there were too many people there. I don't know. When the dog <laughs> really needs to go and I take her all the way along the long block, there's often like a dead spot where I don't get service. Anyways, I don't feel any And that's why you're building a new civilization there. in yeah. that exact spot. So, I, they're, so they're cranks. They're going to build uh, a building that has a doorway to the hollow earth. There's another article on the site <laughs> taking called... taking refugees uh, from the war. <laughs> there's another article called War the and Peace. The only refugees they'll take in the Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. War and Peace. War and Peace and Life Everlasting by Alpha Barry. <laughs> Alpha Barry or Alpha yeah. Berry? B A R R Y. Did you type Barry. this up before we got here? <laughs> Yo, I think he was trying to be like Alpha Berry, but instead he comes off sounding like Wavy Gravy yeah. from the <laughs> fucking Woodstock. Yeah, he sounds like uh, he sounds like a cereal for <laughs> Manosphere influencers. <laughs> he sounds like a clown guy, <laughs> like a guy you'd hire yeah. for kids. A friend of mine went days. to Wavy Gravy's uh, summer camp. I met Wavy Gravy. You met? Wait, what was Wavy nice Gravy guy? like? Very burnt out. That guy's been burnt out for fifty fucking years man i worked a concert where he oh, was yeah, yeah. the mc that's he, cool he could still do it man what's his name like thomas romney or something Some like that like it's thomas that. gravy it's alpha <laughs> wavy romney it's it's san ra or whatever the guy's yeah. name is san ra should sue that fucking guy san ra's been dead for a long time well he's a state should i'm not a lawyer but i think they have a case <laughs> Sorry, Andy. All right. On. So, no, no, enough of Praxis. It's very funny. Maybe we can read another one in the, the bonus. That'll be fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love um, this shit so much. I These people just have no idea what they want to do or how to do it. It's very good. Like They, they, they only know how to like amass and blow capital, and that's all this is. Yeah. And I all, hope it does seem like they're having fun. It's important. it's important to have fun out there. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a fascist, it's better to like keep your shit on paper and just make a lot of money off of it than mm-hmm. actually try to hurt anybody i think and even like building a city building a civilization is a productive enterprise and they'll never get an actual like techno fascist state up and running so let them like doodle around with their little ideas and get their little fundraising parties together they should get uh what's his face from Firefest, the rapper ja rule ja rule yeah they need their own ja rule yeah you know maybe get shaggy Get ja Rule him. sounds like one of the names of someone who would write for that site. That's what I'm yeah. saying. An Alpha Berry and yeah. Ja Rule well, they could get. they could probably get like Kid Rock or something. Kid Rock would probably I bet he'd be on board with their it. project. It might oh, be yeah, a little the, over his head. That's true. What's, what's, I want to know what, these, what Praxis's stance is on wokeness and whether or not we'll be allowed on the island <laughs> before I move there. I don't. I'm getting a vibe that they're not a big fan of wokeness. Mm. So they're anti-woke? I think they I'm might there. be woke to certain things, mm. certain cues, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. think they are woke in the way that we all are here. I'm trying to imagine what an anti-woke person who goes to Tulum would be like. It's oh. a weird type of guy. It's a pretty common type of guy. You yeah. think so, right? Yeah, Tulum oh, yeah. is not a lefty environment. Uh, I guess not. Yeah, I was thinking like, uh, oh, you know who these people are like? It's reminding me of those tech bros that moved to Puerto Rico. Remember uh, during yes. the pandemic? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Extremely. No. Yeah. These people are anti-woke. It was Puerto Rico yeah. and there was also, before the pandemic, they're the ones in uh, Acapulco. Yeah. Right. The, and, and they're uh, ruining. The Anarchapulco people. Anarchapulco. 
That's what it was. And they were like oh, anarcho yeah. um, capitalists, and they and they all like tried to take over Acapulco, like as a town. Oh my! God. And they were based in a vegan restaurant. They were perfect, which I really want to go to. Oh, I'm sure it's great. Uh, they are ruining Lisbon too. Apparently, really? like Portugal, no. Portugal, not socialist up. Lisbon. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They didn't go for like the they're going to take away drugs, our delicious Ginginia. They're going to take it all away. Damn. There was a great post. I'm not going to get into post. You're not going to get into post. I was going to talk about an old <laughs> post about somebody getting hit by a Portuguese in their car because they're a tech bro. But we could take that right out. <laughs> so I'd have to explain the joke. Take out your take racist rant. Where he says, oh, Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, cool it. This is the second time you said something racist against Portuguese people on the show. I didn't say My old college roommate. You used a slur earlier. My no, that wasn't was on from, the show. He was from Rhode Island, and he was like a rich kid from Rhode Island. And, you know, Rhode Island is like some of the only Portuguese population in America. Yeah. Um, and people are really racist to them because they're Azoran mostly. Mm. Um, but uh, he would call them, and I quote, the Portuguese Portuguese. And he was oh. really racist against them and would bring it up constantly. Mm. And like this is too specific a racism to get into right now. I have no yeah. frame of reference for it. I don't think they deserve it. I, you know, the Spanish I can understand. Yeah. That's well, a bad yeah, culture. But the Portuguese did some colonization. Every yeah, but they going so. about it sometime. They kind of I don't I want to say they put it behind Sinhalese. them, but they're not they're just not assholes the way the Spanish are. No, they were also like struck down by God for doing it. <laughs> yes. like, were, the like, earthquake like destroyed Lisbon and burned oh, it down on the same day. Yeah, I didn't know that. There was an earthquake during church, and all the candles lit the city on fire. Now that's practice. And, then, that's... Yeah, and everyone was like fleeing the earthquake into like the bay. And then a fucking like tsunami wave came and like they killed like yeah. half the city in a single afternoon. I know it from uh, what is it, Candide by Voltaire mentions yeah. that at like the very end. That was yeah. like the Job moment for the Portuguese. Yeah, like truly. Really, what's like, cool is that they left the uh, they left like the big one of the big cathedrals in town. They just left it destroyed because the Romantics thought it was cool to go look at. So, and you know what? It is. I went there and like it's an architecture museum now. Like three hundred years history. later or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. Sick. So, yeah, no hatred of the Portuguese on this show. A lot of Portuguese after uh, 2008 and the giant meltdown when Portugal became one of the pigs. They moved to New York City and they joined the trades. There and you so go again. They're not with- pigs. They're people, John. <laughs> <laughs> They're people. Like you or I. I don't know what's gotten into you where you ate them so much. Portugal, Italy, Greece. You call them all pigs? Jesus, man. It's just my latent anti-Southern. European Just because they enjoy ham does not make them pigs. Fucking Ibericans. Just because they're offering ham into their homes to make sure that I'm not Jewish when I enter. <laughs> Just because <laughs> they have they a, a restaurant called the Ham Museum in Madrid. Uh, that's a chain. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Museo de Jamón. Museo de Jamón. I shan't be going to the Museo de Jamón. Maybe that good. sounds like yeah. something in your in your book. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. But there's it would only, be human ham. Human ham. There's only one museum in the book in the background, and it's the Museum of Cancelled Art. <laughs> I can't believe that doesn't exist yet. I, it's going it's kind to. of shocking. I was, that one, I was like, that's going to exist by the time. Like, it's going to be the, what is it, the University of Austin? It is, yeah. It's going to be gonna the be Museum their, of... It's going to be their uh, Peabody. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the Museum of Cancelled Art. <laughs> and it's going to be done in one of those, uh, like, styles recommended by a guy called the Cultural tutor on twitter.com <laughs> yeah, with like yeah. who's always like this is what they took from us and like he's gonna insist his avatars on all the plaques in the museum yeah yeah, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna happen it's all gonna happen your whole book is gonna happen yeah we're fucked 
in the book, the, it seems like the life on the mainland, let's call it, which is to say, I guess, the rest of the country, the rest yeah. of the world, in your book doesn't seem all that much worse from the world that we have nowadays. It seems kind of like normal. Well, yeah, the craziness is kept like to badness. the sea step. Yeah, it yeah. was like, there was some like gig worker nightmare looking stuff there. There's a Bloomberg International Airport <laughs> in New York in the book. All right, that's dark. Uh, I'll admit that. Yeah, and like, I think things are worse in a normal way right uh but uh i wanted to show like their life being sort of uh pretty okay like they had built up a nice thing for themselves and yet they they subject themselves to this fucking terror because of i don't know friendship obligations yeah yeah but that and that's the tension of the book is that uh sammy is is sammy the best man at this bachelor party or at the wedding that's coming up yeah um and sammy is transitioning and she goes to uh, goes there with without having told anyone, or like maybe maybe briefly mentioned it, but no one cared. Yeah, it's like out, but not enough. Um, so the tension of the book is that she is still in like how'd you put it, like guy friend mode. Yeah, and her partner says, "Why don't you just talk about it?" She says that talking about gender or anything serious is quote reserved to being drunk or high or about to be murdered. So the tension of the book is things have to get so bad that yeah. suddenly these guys will actually for a second care about yeah. their friend in a serious way. Yeah, and in this way that's sort of, you know, I think uh, there's nothing about, you know, there's plenty of men in my life that I've close friendships with that we can talk about emotions and things, and I always could. Um, but there's, you know, there's something about the way that men are raised to be or mm. told to be by society, other men, whatever, that you're not supposed to do that kind of stuff. And I think that's also the book, the big parallel to me anyways, with like all the capitalism shit in the book mm. uh, and all the, the satire is sort of like, it's more stuff we are doing to ourselves mm. that we don't need to necessarily be doing. Like this is, you know, it's, you can reduce it pretty easily to like, you know, did you know we live in a society? Mm. But we know we fucking do, <laughs> you know? And I was just trying to get at, there's all these things about our lives that are bad that don't need to be. And we are, we are just beating ourselves up for no reason, really. And so their inability to respect their friends yeah. is the same thing that's leading them into this techie death cult. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Well, uh, what do you think, like, when you were writing this, yeah. like, did you think that this would be something that, like, cis guys like us would be helped by or like, I don't know. Who, yeah, who, my, I mean, my ideal reader for everything I make is probably a trans person, but yeah. that doesn't mean like you're, you're certainly allowed to read the book. I won't stop you from uh, giving me $28, but like, uh, well, not me. The, Some portion the you get of $28. of the $28 that goes to the Bertelsmann Corporation. Um, but like, I guess I'll, let me reframe that yeah, and yeah. say like, what do you think like cis guys could take out of yeah. this book? Because I feel like such a, a big part of it is, you know, it's, it's funny and it's got a great plot, but I also like felt bad because I, mm. I recognize some of the, the behaviors in my past and yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. I mean, it's the sort of thing where I was not, I didn't spend a lot of time trying to make anything about the, like the life that Sammy has back in, the New York of the 2030s, like super legible to cis people or people who aren't keyed into a certain number of things there. Like I didn't, I wasn't going out of my way to like handhold, mm. but I was just sort of, I was trusting that the sort of specificity of them and their life and their experience will just sort of come through. And yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a really good, 
thing for people to read if they're like, well, I'm an ally or like right. I'm a nice guy and I've never fucked up or whatever. Mm. Like I, there's the most people out there are, you know, fucking up more than they think or know or uh, care to think about. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of danger in thinking you're doing a good job. I think especially now when uh, everything's looking so dire for trans people mm. in a lot of countries, but this one particularly because I live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about, you know. And do you think that uh, 10 years in the future, yeah. not too distant future, do you foresee things being exactly the same way as they are now in terms of, like, I feel like they're either, it's either going to get a lot worse or it's going to get a lot better. But in the book, it's like how it is now. And that's in a way, in a way, its own way, it's pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, uh, worse with reference to what? Everything? Like, like the, the, the lives life. of queer people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just don't, I think... In this country, especially in places like New York, which is like a big city uh, where queer people are ostensibly welcome. I think we are in this weird sort of like holding pattern right now. Mm. I don't know. You know, these things go in cycles. Uh, Things were like actually pretty fine about five years ago. No one was really paying that much attention to us. Um, And things seem to be on the upswing. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, like I've heard stories from people from talking to elders and they're like, get your surgeries and shit now. Mm. Like, well, like in the last couple of years, like while you can, cause who fucking knows when the door slammed shut for 10 years again. And like, you see that all over right now where things are really bad. I, I don't know how much worse they can get. It really depends on, you know, I would say this gets into like national politics shit, which I have no control over or real interest in, but I mean, I have an interest in that as much as that. Like, I don't want uh, me and my friends to be fucking killed. But, mm. like, um, most people don't care about queer people. Like, in one way, or like, most straight people just don't give a shit. They don't need to be, like, oppressing us or inspecting our genitals or any of that mm. stuff. Most, like, they do polls. Most people are just sort of like, I don't care. You do you. Like, like the average American like scattering of political beliefs is very much leave other people alone mm. for that kind of stuff. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's shown that it's not really an electoral winner to just go really hard on the trans stuff. Um, but that could change as people's material conditions get worse. They tend to look for someone to hurt and make voters feel better. You know, so yeah. I, I, I mean, I have no prediction for how things are going to go. Right. I mean, something's got to change, though. Someone's got to offer uh, something because right now it's, you know, one political party saying these freaks should be rounded up and killed. Yeah. And another political party saying uh, these freaks should give me money and uh, end of list. <laughs> like, this is just all we have right now. We need something else has to change. And I think it's got to be like. I think if a, we need a mass movement to be successful on some on some level, or else we are pretty fucked. Amen on yeah. that. The um, the real like evacuation of uh, material politics, especially on the right, mm-hmm. has I think put these already sort of incipient like authoritarian forces that exist within the American tradition, but especially over the last like fifteen years or so since the crisis, lacking any like coherent outlet for some sort of economic populism that was kind of promised with Trump in a very ambiguous way <laughs> has left these these already like semi monstrous people 
who uh, just have a lot of hatred and a lot of fear, left them with no real option except to keep turning this fucking lever. And you could watch it happen in real time over the last few years or so, the way that they managed to isolate trans people and queer people in general as this lever that they can keep pulling. And you see with the fact that DeSantis isn't doing good, and he's like the main fucking psycho in all this on the national stage. Yeah, for sure. That maybe we've reached peak anti-wokes. It's getting so ridiculous right now. But it still feels like there's a lot of room for this, this... this like real bigotry to yeah. continue on the right because there doesn't seem like they have anything else that they, they have can go nothing. for. And, and most people are, I would say, fairly repulsed by all this crap, right? Like when, if you're like screaming at little kids to like see their genitals while they're playing sports, uh, most people are uh, rightly, uh, like fully repulsed by that. Yeah. Um, and that's good. <laughs> that's what we've got going on now. But you know, it could... I think it could easily get worse because there's always going to be right now. It is the scapegoat that is acceptable. Like since, uh, your cis gays became kind of respectable, you know, and all got married and stuff, which is not to say that all the gay people I know are not perverts. Cause they are, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Being, yeah, being, <laughs> being getting married. married. Yeah. 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 Um, some of my, some of my best friends have done. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, Andy's I'm just next. like you. I have a wife. I, um, <laughs> but, you know, I, um, you know, I think it's just most people at this point, not most people, but a, a lot of people know gay people, less people know trans people. And I think it is ambiguous away, ambiguous enough uh, to a lot of normal people that they just don't think about it one way or the other. So if one, if, if one option is like hurting somebody and they want to see somebody hurt, that's acceptable to them. One, I think, interesting analogy is to abortion rights because all through our adult lives and people older older than us too, um, Roe versus Wade was this sort of shibboleth in politics and you had a hardcore on the progressive side which was trying to defend a woman's right to choose rightfully, of course. And then there were the hardcores on the other side who were strictly anti-abortion and then like 80% of people like kind of in the middle, maybe 70% who like cared one way or the other but weren't going to do anything active about it. And now this the states that split between those that there's a right to choose and that there isn't are now pretty strictly divided in this country along all sorts of social issues. So we might end up in a situation like the abortion thing where people who aren't don't feel strongly about it just kind of go with the flow and they're like, all right, there's no more abortion rights. But then there's still people on both sides who are arguing on the state level. But effectively, and I hope this doesn't happen with trans issues, um, effectively you have like half of the country where there's no rights. (laughs) And then you have the other half of the country where there's rights. And so there's a big sorting process, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because it's an apt comparison that you make because it's the same people using the same playbook. Right for the, the trans, the, the, the legal fights going on right now. Um, and it's, I think it's, but the, the, the field's a little different because unlike Roe versus Wade and abortion rights, there's no landmark Supreme Court case about this stuff yet. Um, and who knows how it'll shake out. Cause I know like the other day, uh, the anti-trans bill in Arkansas got struck down by a federal judge. And it's like, if that keeps happening, then, 
Who it's, knows? Maybe we'll stop trying. But no, it's going to make itself to the Supreme Court. It's going to make court. it to the yeah. Supreme Court. And who knows what will happen there? Oh, I, mean, I, I think do. we have an idea we what's going to happen up there. Yeah. Well, it yeah. also seems like they're rewriting the bills. Like these courts are striking it down, but sort of like in doing so, they give a roadmap for how to write yeah. a bill that will stick. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're doing like uh, trials, yeah. basically. But it's, yeah, it it's, you know, it's the same playbook, the same people, and it's all about, and it's all bodily autonomy, right? It's, when it's it, controlling people that you see as, you know, lesser, whatever. Like the, the, maybe the biggest issue is healthcare, right? Because yeah. that's just a huge issue in this country in general. Then uh-huh. you add trans people trying to get the healthcare they need. It's a whole other thing. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me like all the rules on access to private or healthcare or Medicaid, that's all administrative law, right? There's not, there's not anything like obviously like um, passed through the United States courts that say that everybody needs to be covered on particular issues. I don't think, I don't think so, no. Yeah, like, I think you're right. Um, so it's like based on who controls the Medicaid and Medicare in this yeah, country. Yeah, and, and a ton of these bills in... Red states that are they're trying to get past right now are definitely um, trying to you know <clears throat> ban Medicare Medicaid from covering transition related things. Um, I saw one a while ago that was trying to cover it was trying to ban any care at all, including through private insurance, which mm. would never stick. Um, but I think they can easily get what was that? We had the federal law in the books that was good, uh, abortions couldn't be covered by. Yeah, the Hayes Amendment Uh, or the Hyde Amendment. Like, I don't think I think if we're under a, you know, a Republican administration or Republican Congress, I easily could see that passing. Yeah, you know, you remind me again why I brought up the abortion thing, and Mm. it was to agree with you about the mass movement thing. So important to agree with me. I think I'm doing a good job. Overall, thank you so much. (laughs) I agree that your book is good. Thank you. I agree with many other things. One thing I would say is that the reason, like, because you have these, like, these two relatively fringe sides of American politics and this mass, you know, of people in the middle, like, bourgeois politics is, I think, going to tend towards this separation, not just on abortion, but also on trans rights, kicking things down to the states and then having this, like, vast swath. So the only real way to, like, it seems to me, to get like a like real justice in place would have to be outside of that bourgeois electoral system. There would have to be some so. sort of way to break the logjam between these two different sides of the debate. Yeah, and I think much like, uh, not to do too much Fed posting here on the podcast, much much like abortion, there's a lot of DIY stuff out there. Sure. Um, and much like abortion, this stuff was before it was super medicalized. People were doing it, mm. and after it's been banned, people will still do it and need to do it, um, so it'll get done. Um, I, I, yeah, and I think it's just sort of, I think a lot of people are looking to, you know, community-based care and mutual aid and uh, slightly less above-the-board stuff about this uh, out of sheer necessity. Um, because what's important is less like legislative victories as much as it's just getting people the care that they need. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think in, you know, part of what's scary in the book is like Mm. none of these guys besides what they are doing professionally Mm. seem like particularly evil people. They're just like not very caring to Mm. Sammy. Um, 
but they're not they're not like you except for a couple instances they're not like bigoted they just like don't give a shit about what's going on with her and i think that you know i think some people talk about that like what you're saying before about how like most people don't care about queer people as like almost as optimistic (laughs) because it's not going to be a winner electorally and uh i'm not so optimistic about that yeah like i think that even if this is not a winner electorally it's so important for the right to fuel its base that it doesn't yeah. really matter if it's a winner electorally as long as it keeps a certain core of people mobilized. It took them 45, 50 years to get rid of Roe Ro versus Wade. Which is also raised, not a winner electorally. No, not for no. most of the time, but they raised billions upon billions of dollars over decades on it. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's a matter of with uh, abortion rights, there was a really dedicated base of very rich people who wanted their wives to obey them. Uh (laughs) So they were really committed to getting rid of abortion rights because it let them exert a level of control over the women in their lives. Whereas I don't know if the constituency of weird freaks whose grandchildren won't talk to them anymore Mm. is a big enough constituency of rich people to like really get the enough money for like getting rid of all trans people, you Mm. know, and the, but Again, I'm trying to be optimistic because the other option is to, I don't know, sit around despairing, like blow my brains out. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, this is something we talked it, about on the show last week is like, all right, what does it mean to care about this? Because like we've yeah. had listeners who are like, why don't you care about what's going on with trans people? And of course we do, but like when problems are so immense and they're in the hands of these political parties that we have no influence over. Like, what does it mean to care about it? Yeah. And I th- so I think your book offers one way, which is to, you know, talk to and care about and respect the queer people in your life. Yeah. Even if you, you're a cis guy and you don't totally understand it. Yeah. Do some fucking mutual aid. Do, you know, give money where you can, uh, help people out where you can, uh, offer to, you know, break the law to get some hormones to some people. Like there's mm-hmm. lots of stuff you can do besides uh, staring at the news so hard you control it with your powerful mind, mm. which a lot of uh, people think they can do, you know? Or post their way through it. Post your, miserably. you know, get, if you are in the posting dojo <laughs> with your fucking taking a shit, posting about it, like that doesn't do any, like and there's plenty yeah. of people that do that. Uh, but there's, you know, you can just sit around posting about all the laws all day, but it doesn't, you can raise awareness all day. Mm. But like there's tons of material shit you can do. Uh, and there's a million uh, organizations from like the very, very professional shiny NGO shit down to uh, the freaks in your neighborhood who need your help. Um, if you uh, look for it, it's easy to find. I'm guessing that our listeners probably are more freaks in the neighborhood. I, folks I'm very, right. as a as a neighborhood freak. I'm <laughs> I'm pro this. Hell yeah! Find your locals. Yeah. And then, you know, beyond that, another scene I really liked in the book was there is a, a scene where Sammy calls her. Uh, I don't know her frat, queer elders or yeah, like her yeah. support network, and it's kind of like uh, in a way it's like satirizing that uh, kind of conversation because <laughs> they're like sort of arguing with each other in this way. But yeah. uh, um, that's something that I've been really attracted to in queer communities is that there is this intention of supporting and caring about each other that is you know leaps and bounds beyond <laughs> what straight men have with each other. Oh yeah. And so I mean, you, it doesn't, that has, doesn't have to do anything with your sexuality or your gender. Like you can care about even the men in your life if you're it's, a cis man. You sure can. Like <laughs> it's, it's really easy to just go tell your homies you love them 
Not on my job. Not on (laughs) Well, you know, that's a whole other story. Oh, they'll get there. Yeah. 50 years or so. When the tit does its final (laughs) mission down to find the uh, Titan. Yeah, as it's drilling up from China through the hollow earth. (laughs) Through through the mantle of the... The flatter. Maybe, maybe then my mm-hmm. the concrete labor on my job will put their hand on yeah. my shoulder and say, "How you doing, bro? <laughs> you look a little down. Can yeah. I do anything for you? Can I, you know, tough time at home? Let's talk about it." Yeah. Why? When the when the tit flies, that's when. That <laughs> <laughs> you want to record some more? Yeah, I'm fine. yeah. We'll just it. chat and. Yeah. I, you put some words at the end of the document that I have no idea what they mean. Oh, uh, that was like, me scrambling to try to some, remember. You put some glyphs down? To remember the point that I had with bringing up the abortion. Yeah, I'll, I'll, do you know what this word means? Uh, yolk hussy? Oh, yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. that's what you're talking so about. So we, we can talk about that yeah, in the bonus. About we'll find out what yolk hussy is in yeah. the bonus and some other strange <laughs> things that Sean has put down. No, that's... Yeah, it's a. It's not like a rune. It's like a. <laughs> it's a joke, and yeah. it's good. I want to talk about the joke. Okay. www.patreon.com slash the antifada. Subscribe. Uh, DM Andy, and he'll send you one of our business cards. Find your local a freaks. postcard. Not a business postcard. card. Uh, find your local freaks. I'll send you my business card. <laughs> I was trying to get a rise out of you. Um, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Wind screams while I'm